It's another Sunday night. Dean Leggy here with you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever. Uh, Georgia handling uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores on Saturday night. Sorry for the delay here. Let me make sure that this is broadcasting correctly. Uh, it it better. Uh, it's doing the whole thing again. So annoying. Give me a second. Let me let me see if I can correct it. I really I really don't know why this is so difficult, but apparently it is. Let me see if we're gonna get it rolling here. If not, I'm gonna have to start over. Facebook, you're sticking with me the whole time, so stand by up there. But I might have to get another. Yeah. Might have to get Twitter started on my phone here. We've been having I've been having some issues left and right here lately, and it's <clears throat> it's very frustrating. Stick with me, y'all, on YouTube. I'll, I'll just keep talking uh, and uh, make sure that I get this right. Georgia with a really big win uh, over Vanderbilt. Now, we'll talk a little bit more. I will talk a little bit more about what that means for the the team. They. Uh, you know, they're playing better than their fans will give them credit for. I'll say that. A lot of times, uh, when Georgia doesn't start off as fast as they want, people get really fired up. They want everyone to, they want Georgia to win these games as fast as they possibly can. Problem is, um, you know, everybody doesn't just roll over and die. And uh, I thought Vanderpelt. I thought Vanderbilt really played very well, very smart for a lot of um, the game. And then it just became too much. I mean, you never really know uh, what will get a team, a program, whatever, you know, sort of triggered uh, is, is, is the word that I was thinking of <clears throat> when Georgia um, when Georgia scored that touchdown. Uh, going into the half. I mean, you just never know what really gets a team or a program going. And as it turns out, what got them going was uh, that one-minute drill uh, kind of headed in the half. Again, Dean Leggy uh, covering Georgia for 18 years. I appreciate everybody uh, hanging out with me. We do this every Sunday night. We've got a few announcements uh, during the show as well. I'm sorry for the delay on Twitter. I know y'all are a pretty big audience. And uh, <clears throat> I thought I'd have the software worked out. Apparently, I can't just press the button and it works. So we're gonna we're gonna keep working on that, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, hello to the new, relatively larger audience on 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 uh, YouTube on uh, excuse me on Facebook. Uh, hopefully, you're enjoying some of the content. This is Dean Leggy. I do this every Sunday night, and uh, I'd encourage you to go to DogPost.com. I think a lot of y'all have read the article. Uh, that we wrote earlier today about what happened this past week in recruiting. If you haven't seen that yet, please go check it out. It's called What We Are Hearing on Dog Post. I think a lot of people have uh, read it, though. I'll, I'll say that more than 2,500 or so. But Georgia with a big win over Vanderbilt. This is the <clears throat> this is the Georgia team that I was sort of more expecting a more decisive win against Vanderbilt than than it was against Tennessee. Maybe that's predicted or predictable, I should say. Excuse me, just had dinner. Um, but this really is the biggest game of the season thus far, Georgia and LSU, a game that um, 
will either provide or take away Georgia's uh, margin for error. It really is a, an important game. You're seeing Notre Dame sneak around the back. All of a sudden, they're undefeated. Uh, all of a sudden, they're undefeated. I think you know they don't have many people left to play. Uh, so it really is an important time for Georgia to uh, to win. I mean, they, they, they can lose this game. This would not be the end of the world to lose this game, but it really would take away your margin of error. They're a seven-point favorite as it stands right now. A lot of people got that at, that at eight and a half. Uh, so this this game, you know, is a game Georgia should win about by about 70% or so, something like that. So they could lose. It's not. It's not. It wouldn't. It's, it wouldn't be unheard of. And I'm gonna talk about why this game. You know what George's gonna have to do in order to win the game. I mean, this is this is a game where you you all the straps got to be buckled in. You know that whole thing. If you played football, you know what I'm talking about. All the pads on tight, chin strap locked in. You know it's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a fight the entire. Uh, game all of the uh, 60 minutes and I think that's the important thing about this this is going to be a game where George is going to have to play for 60 minutes fully and completely LSU has done that twice with Miami well three times with Miami the Gators and then Auburn Georgia has really only done that once, if you want to call it that, against Missouri. They have basically taken care of everybody in the first three quarters or so. <clears throat> so this this is a game where the whole time you're going to have to be physical. The whole time you're going to have to pay attention. There's not a lot of teams that can beat Georgia. LSU is one of them. And this that's why this game is so critical uh, for this Georgia team, uh, we asked our members at Dog Post about what they thought the play of the game was against Vanderbilt. They voted for this one. This is the Bank South play of the game. It was the Terry Godwin touchdown. Uh, it was really an amazing, quite a few good plays. I mean, people. Some people said, "Hey, I want the Bank South play of the game to be Rodrigo blasting that 53 yarder." Some people said, "Hey, I want the play of the game to be the Elijah Holyfield." moment which was a really good picture from dog post but um inevitably the subscribers over at dog post settled in on terry's play and that it didn't bust the game open but it made it the you know where georgia was sort of more decisive they they need to hit long balls they've got these really good receivers and they are dependent georgia on the run game but if they can get the pass game going with Jake Fromm, this was his best game in some time, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. But if they can replicate what they did for much of this, um, the second, third, and fourth quarter against Vanderbilt, and even part of the first, they're going to be tough to beat. Even Alabama would have a hard time beating a Georgia team that is locked in the way that they seem to be, certainly in the second and third quarters. It's not surprising. I think I think the big thing that you've got to remember when you're watching Georgia is they are not the type of team that can come in and waste teams in the first quarter. Kirby gets really pissy about that. I understand where he's coming from. He's right. You don't just blow people out. But you lean on them and you lean on them more and eventually they break what people that are Georgia fans they're what they're getting annoyed by is why aren't they breaking quicker or sooner? Well, 
a couple more Terry Godwin long balls, and maybe they are. But that's not this team's style. This team is built to win games over a stretch of time, not in 20 minutes. Now, if the 20 minutes is the last 20 minutes of the game, yeah. But that's not what these guys are. These guys are a little bit more you know, built for power. And that means they're going to be basically in every single game. We asked the members of Dog Post again, who was your Bank South player of the game? It wasn't unanimous, but Jake Fromm got the nod. And, and he really did play well. He... He played about as well as he's played, you know, sort of this season. Maybe uh, not as well against, you know, the way he played against Oklahoma. But I think Jake really played well. He needed to play well. <clears throat> and he got, you know, he was voted Bank South Player of the Game by Dog Post subscribers. I think it's it was one of those things where that big ball to Terry mattered. Uh, it helped jumpstart the team and the program. It was an important moment in the game but Jake for the most part was pretty steady maybe not spectacular but that's who he is and they're getting you know they have gotten they have improved uh they did not play well against Missouri they played pretty well against uh, Tennessee was okay it wasn't unbelievable they needed to play better and they did they played better against Vanderbilt and now you are confronted with a very physical LSU team and if you just kind of click down the things, what Georgia has to do, they've got to get good quarterback play. LSU really needs to get good quarterback play. They really kind of, it was okay against the Gators, and they lost. So they're, LSU's going to have to play well with the quarterbacks. You know, Georgia should win this game. I'm not saying it will be or should be easy because LSU has got guys that, you know, can hit you all the time. But Jake is a very important part of what's moving forward here because he is, um, he really has, he played better this past week, and that obviously really matters. Justin Fields is going to have to play at least as much as he played this past week because I need to see, just selfishly, this run game looks like it gets uncorked when he goes in there, and they just become you know, extremely difficult to defeat. If you could somehow, uh, and, and it seems like uh, they are managing this pretty well with the quarterbacks, but it seems like they are going to need both those guys to to win the, you know, the, as many games as possible this season. And you, you just like, you peek over the cover and you look out and you see what's left with this season, the six games that are remaining. Um. They, it seems like to me that Georgia will need both these guys to win at least one of those games here in the near future. Um, obviously, you know, they were going to beat Vanderbilt anyway, but I do think Justin came in a little spark. He did the same thing against Tennessee. So you use both of them. They don't, they don't, it doesn't have to be that one only exclusively plays. And because there are times when Justin needs to be in there and there are times when Jake Fromm needs to be in there, right? I think if you look at it that way, there's there's really not much sort of controversy as, as much as there is, hey, this person needs to play at this time, this person needs to play at this time. There's a question on Facebook. I appreciate you guys watching. Uh, there's a question on Facebook about injuries. The question there, uh, you know, if you're on dog posts, I don't want to take away from what we report to our subscribers. So you go there. We did, we did have a Saturday night update on uh, – 
Solomon Kinley, so you should go there. Kirby didn't really discuss those, uh, discuss the injuries uh, after the game, uh, but this offensive line should be back together in the near future. I would encourage everyone who's watching right now, the thousands of y'all, uh, to go uh, check out DogPost, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. Uh, it's a dollar for 30 days, uh, and then 14 bucks after that each um, each month. So, And if you get an annual subscription, it's actually about $11.24. So it's a really good deal, and uh, <clears throat> we appreciate everybody who's signed up. We've had a pretty big day today. It's hard to know when you're going to have big days and when you aren't, but we had a good good day today at Dog Post, and I appreciate everybody who's been signing up. Um, again, um, the question is, how are you going to be, I mean, are, how physical are you going to be um, when you're playing LSU? Because that's what this game is going to come down to. Who is going to be the most physical? Who is going to pay attention the entire time? Who is going to be interested the entire time? It's it's going to be a fight for the entire game. It's going to be the worst, the most difficult atmosphere that Georgia will play in this season. Uh, look, this is a brutal game, and uh, Georgia. I mean, look, Dog Post has been down there uh, twice now in the 18 years I've covered Georgia. This LSU game. Is totally a game that Georgia has got to be ready and prepared for. We wrote about that today on the site, dawgpost.com, dogpost.com. It's it's a critical game for this program because it, it would eliminate the margin for error that they've got going right now. You've got to be the more physical team, period. Here's a question from... Uh, Here's a question from the Twitter crowd. Why is everyone so down on Fromm? Uh, I'm not, well, you just missed, <laughs> you must have just missed it. He, you know, the Dog Post subscribers have uh, voted uh, Jake Fromm as the uh, Bank South player of the game. So I don't, you know, everybody's not down on him. I think people who watch the games uh, know that, look, he's just a normal human being. Sometimes he plays well. Sometimes he doesn't play unbelievable. There are times when he, what he does is not what you need on the field. You should put Justin in there. This past game, Jake played about as well as he's played this season. Understandably, uh, you know, he won the uh, player of the game. And I, I think I think it's deserved. He played well. Now, after the game, when he and I were talking, I said, is this more like, you know, the standard that y'all want? to you know set or have or whatever you want to call it he said it was more approaching it than the previous two weeks but he also knows and if you're not watching the the uh post game on um youtube or on dog post um you should go listen to what the kids say after the game um, i think that uh it's important to hear what they say and even what they don't say uh, both are important at the same time so um you know negativity is never that far away in college football. And, um, you know, if you understand that, uh, it's hard to find a lot negative about this team. You can be picky. Uh, they've got to play better in certain aspects of it. But they're 6-0 and and have won every single game by double digits. To some degree, I don't understand the negativity. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. But um, Jake needed to play better. Uh, and he did. He played well enough to win back some player of the game. So that's pretty good. 
But, you know, you watch LSU, they are they are certainly big and physical and all this stuff. But Georgia is the better team. I mean, them being a seven-point favorite, let me check that to make sure that that's still what's going on. It, it will probably hover between seven and um, and eight the entire time. I, I see someone saying that the defensive line at Georgia is a weakness. I'm not sure I buy that. I mean, they've they've stopped the run when they needed to. Certainly on those fourth those fourth down plays. That those were just as much. You know, people voted earlier in the day. That their bank style play of the game was the long pass to Terry Godwin. It very well to me though on the field. It felt like when uh, when Georgia stopped that fourth and short, that really made a big deal on the game because then they instead of it being because I would have kicked the field goal. I like points. I would have kicked the field goal there, but Derek Mason decided to go for it. They got stuffed instead of it being 14-6. I think boom, they went down the field. Uh, or 7-6, whatever it was at that moment. I can't remember off the top of my head. Georgia went down the field and scored, and then they went down the field and scored again, and it just felt like it got away from Vanderbilt after that after that fourth down try. Now, you know, if you're Vandy, you try to, to get in there, and yeah, I think it would have been 14-6, but maybe someone can correct me. Maybe you go, you go for it and all that. that that's great, but um, I, I would have kicked the field goal there, but... That's me. And, and there have been, by the way, there have been times when every single aspect of this team has not played well. Maybe with the exception of special teams, there's been a week where they all have not played well as a unit or collectively or whatever. Maybe not special teams. and may, Well, special teams, you've had punting, which has been a concern at times the entire season. Maybe not the secondary. Okay, Maybe not those guys. They've not given up, I don't think, a 30-yard play. In the secondary, um, but I, you know, the defensive line—you could criticize them for what happened at Missouri, but they played well against Tennessee in the run game. They played well against Vanderbilt in the run game, making game-changing plays on that fourth down. Uh, you know, I have said at the beginning of the season, or, or against, really, it was against uh, Missouri. Jake Fromm's got to play better uh, against Tennessee. So there's been times when Jake needed to play better. He played better this past game. There's been time when the run game needed to be better. <laughs> I mean, they they continue to run for 200 plus yards, so it's it's kind of hard to complain about that. The receivers they kind of go hand in hand with Jake. Uh, the, the defensive line they needed to play better. They played better against Vanderbilt for sure than they had played against Missouri. The linebackers, I think, if you want to be if you want to be critical of the linebackers, you can be critical of the linebackers. Now they're they're not they are probably of all the groups. Uh, they are probably the, the the least best, but the tight ends got involved this past uh, week, which everybody that's a fan seems to be going bonkers about. Um, but you know, tight ends are great and everything, but Georgia's going to run the football. That's who they are. That's what they are. That's what they've been, and that's just not going to change. And um, you know, it, it it is important to recognize that this team is built a particular way. It is built on controlling the clock, running the ball, um, etc. And because it's built on running, I do wonder if uh, they will play Justin Fields more at certain times during the game because 
the running game is seemingly unstoppable when he's in there, or at least it's it's tough to deal with. Uh, it just is very smooth and crisp. Um, you know, he really gets it going, but by that same token, if you're Jake Fromm and you hit a deep ball or you're you know, you're spreading it out wide and making the defense go side to side, the run game should benefit from that too. Um, a lot of what, you know, we hear uh, Jake Fromm is so good at is diagnosing ahead of time uh, where things should be, what plays should be called, etc. Well, that should benefit the run game too. The running backs weren't as good as last year. And that, I mean, let's just say it. So even though your offensive line may be beefier and perhaps better, the, the running backs are not as dynamic. That could be different next year. John Emery is very good. Uh, Zamir White is a is a star. He, you know, uh, he is better than the guys they have right now when he's healthy, just in my opinion. So they don't have Zamir. It's, they miss Zamir. And uh, if they had him, they probably would be even better at the run game. But these guys are not pretty. There's nothing pretty about Georgia right now. But they are a tough out for sure. They're tough to deal with. Um, this is a good Georgia team. They're just not Alabama. And the truth of the matter is they don't have to be. They just need to be what they are and uh, execute against Alabama when they play them. Because, you know, Alabama's got flaws too. I know nobody wants to recognize that or say it, I guess. You can't give up 30 points to Arkansas. I mean, I don't care. I don't care who is in there. That should not be happening. And then more concerning than that when I watch Alabama is their specialists are not very good. Their kickers are missing far too many field goals and particularly extra points. You can't give points away. Uh, you cannot give points away. And that's that to me is what's the most concerning about Alabama's situation is, you know, what happens when you play a tight game and you miss a PAT or you miss a 30-yard field goal? You know, that nearly cost them a national championship last year. So they have holes, you know, they have holes. They have issues. Uh, but for Alabama, too, no one in this college football game is perfect. Once you start thinking everybody's 2005 USC, Texas beats them for the national championship. So it's, it's, uh, this is an extremely good Alabama team. I don't know if it's their best ever. The quarterback is the best of the Nick Saban era, I think. But they are not unbelievable on defense. Um, they've had transition there too. But it seems like, it seems like, certainly if Georgia wins these next two games, it seems like there's just no way the Alabama and Georgia don't meet in Atlanta. It just seems like, you know, mathematically at that stage, it would almost have to happen. Kentucky's lost a game now. Uh, they gotta, they can't lose again. Um, even if they were to beat Georgia, if you got two losses, you know. So it seems like Georgia and Alabama are, are destined to to play one another, but people say that all the time about Clemson and Alabama, and Clemson couldn't seem further away from Alabama than everybody else. And Clemson finally really played well this week. That's their, that's their best game of the year, and I don't care if it came against Wake Forest. You need to play well when you need to play well, which is when you go on the field. Georgia played much better this week. That's a good sign, not a bad it doesn't matter who you play. You need to play well, period, because it is the leading indicator as to how you will play the next time you go onto the field. Uh, it's important. It's important to play well all the time. Winning is most important. 
But playing well really matters. LSU comes into this game as the number, I think it's number 13 team in the country. Uh, they have beaten, I'll go through their schedule real quick. They beat Miami pretty thoroughly to start the season. And then they beat South Louisiana, not giving up a point. Toppling Auburn uh, by a point and Jordan Hare. Uh, really taking a long time to dispense of Louisiana Tech. That was when I sort of had some concerns about LSU. They ran away from Ole Miss 45-16, to and then they drop an eight-point loss. On the road at uh, Florida, they cannot lose again to get to Atlanta. I mean, even if they were to beat Alabama, Alabama's not going to lose twice. Um, it, it's just, it's this is the game, as I wrote about earlier tonight on Dog Post, is the game for LSU. If you are watching this live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or if you're listening to it on iTunes, I appreciate it. My name is Dean Leggy, D-E-A-N, Leggy, L-E-G-G-E. Covered Georgia for 18 years. This will be my third trip to Baton Rouge. I've seen Georgia narrowly lose to LSU late in 2003. And I have seen them, for lack of a better term, blow out the Tigers in uh, Baton Rouge. So it's a fun trip. It's good. We're going to be doing this show again on Tuesday night. I'm going to wrap it up now because I don't really have anything else to say other than this Georgia team had better be ready uh, to play with a lot of physicality come Saturday. Oh, one other thing, actually, now that I mention it, before you all all head to the gates and, and go away for the weekend. We're having an event on Friday night in New Orleans. Come by. We're having an event. It'll be just like this. I'll be answering questions. Uh, it is at Red's Uppity Tavern. Red's Uppity Tavern. We're going to start at 6.30 on Friday night. So that's 7.30 Eastern, okay? Red's Uptilly Tavern. 7601 Maple Street in New Orleans. Now, I'll tweet that out and uh, come on by. Uh, we, you know, eat, drink, everything, but everybody come out. There's no charge or anything. You're going to pay for your own food, etc., and drinks, but it will be me yapping away. So, uh, come out Friday night. If you're a member of Dog Post, you know my cell phone number. Just text me. All right, y'all. Uh, we will see you Tuesday night. Uh, for uh, me wrapping up what is going to be a critical game, Georgia and LSU.